This is Two Nerds in a Joke with Robert and Ernie. Thanks, Distant Body Hot Girl Voice. This is Two Nerds in a Joke with Robert and Ernie. I am Ernie. And I am the um, other guy, Robert, that dude. <laughs> kind of forgot where you were, huh? I forgot where I was, how I was, who I was, all the wases. It's all the uh, it's the Father's Day hangover is what that's it, called. It, you know, that's, that's, that's truly what it was. It, it's great because we both uh, had our kids, yes. so that was kind of very cool. So, you know, you get a little bit of a, a high from that. I had my, I've had my kids for a while. You had your kid for just a weekend, but I had mine, both my kids, for a week solid. And then I had them through the weekend. And then my daughter went back home because she had stuff she wanted to do. And she's like, I love you, Dad, but uh, I'm kind of done. Um, and then my son decided to stay on an extra week. So a lot of kid time. So the hangover continues. Love my kids. But it's, it's, it's tough because for us, and I know it's the same for you, you feel like you have to do more because you don't get as much time with them as their primary, if you will, primary parent, even if you share them quote-unquote equally it's just not quite the same at least for me it's not so you want to do more with them so you're doing stuff with your kids it's great but it's stuff you would never do on your own and you're doing oh, more of it yeah uh for me now that she's getting uh older i want to say i forgot what generation she kind of falls into i want to say it's generation z or millennium z or something like that Something like Cause, that. Because yeah. millennials now, I think they're at the age of thirty, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think that sounds that sounds about right. Right. So she's not a millennial. So she's like the one that follows that probably a couple. I, I've heard the term Generation Z. So she's totally embraced and understands the whole like social media networking thing, and she is all of nine years old. Where she understands TikTok, which mm-hmm. I still, still don't understand it. She understands YouTube to a point I wish I could, I wish I could comprehend, right? Mm-hmm. But she are, she, she knows like influencers, right? Like it yeah. started off very innocently of like watching people like open up blind bags to people building these Lego sets, and you look at some of these bios. And these people have millions of views, like hundreds of thousands of subscribers. Right. And now with TikTok, which my, what she told me was old people use Facebook, Dad. <laughs> and I was like, okay, what do they use? And she said, well, everyone either uses Instagram, right, or or TikTok. Right. And, if you're doing and, video, if you're doing pictures and just pictures of your life type stuff, that's your Instagram. If you're doing videos of your life or some sort of you know if you're if you're crafty in any way shape or form you're on tiktok all the artists all the creative folk are on tiktok pretty much because you can create little videos of what you do the quick draw you know quick drawing stuff and the building stuff that's all over there that's my son is obsessed my daughter is obsessed and i'm actually kind of obsessed with tiktok two nerds and a joke are on tiktok yes we have like three videos but you know we're there okay for god's sake we, we'd love to do more but it's not it's not easy but it anyways. Is, i mean i wish i had i wish to create that i guess probably because of my of my specific line of work it's so analytical and it's so like 
everything has to be orderly and make sense. Right. TikTok is not designed for that. That is designed for like capturing ad hoc moments and according and and my daughter's like all about like trying to get the views. Right. So so like she already understands, dad, the the things that get a lot of views on TikTok are like when you're with old people. So she's trying to teach me how to do these TikTok like hand dance things, you know? And it's set to like maybe a five to ten second clip of music right so you either and, get it or you don't yeah and she yeah. and, and then she introduces me to these influencers on there and i of course me i always have to research who these people are these people were born in the late 90s mm-hmm. and they're and they're like millionaires already oh yeah yeah you do it right in yeah. la in california and they have like they have a house with a yard in la you mm-hmm. know what type of money you have to make mm-hmm. to have a house with a yard in L.A.? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Isn't it crazy? And there's some of them that are very cool. Like, there's a couple of cosplayers who do, um, you know, little skits and stuff that are hilarious and just fantastic. Yeah. Um, there's this one kid. Don't get me Don't get me started. I don't even know his name. But he does these uh, mind-blower things where basically he's like, you know, um, you know, everybody who's ever been dead is always under your feet or you're breathing, you know, it's just these really weird random factoids that you're like, huh, well, that's just depressing right. uh, or that's really strange or why. And he just jumps in the room, does like five or ten of them and then just leaves. And he's talking to himself. Yeah. He does yeah. it where it's a video clip of him, then a video clip of him talking and responding to himself doing this. And that's huge on TikTok. You know, it's like you're, you're doing the whole clip as three or four different people for 15 and, seconds. And, like, the TikTok ties in with the YouTube, mm-hmm. and it's all about – and there's merchandise. These, these two – this couple, I promise you, have their own line of clothing. And oh, wow. Yeah, it, it's it's unreal. And the whole premise behind their, their, their story – and I don't want to give them too much because I don't want, like, them – well, I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it or not. But anyways <laughs> – <laughs> they're not gonna yeah they're not listening to the show Go they're on. probably not listening to this show trust us <laughs> trust, trust me anyways um but like the idea is, is that the wife is a famous youtuber and people like her youtube stuff and she does like little weird little challenges right like they'll do like weird competitions and the loser has to like drink this mystery stuff right mm-hmm. well apparently like now the story is that these hackers what like some of her her action so to speak on youtube so she has all her friends dressed up as like these people so it's like a long running clue game wow yeah and and it bleeds over to tiktok and back and forth and wow, it's, that's I'm crazy. like i'm like the amount of effort that it took to do all of this like they had an episode of they were going to make sundays in their backyard but how they were going to do it was they were going to have a tarp over their grass. They're going to dump the ice cream in the middle of the tarp, and they were going to slide through it to see how far they can get through. Millions of views for this, I just want to add. Millions. That's the, that's the real challenge of all of this is – and that's where we kind of we kind of fail on it because we, we are on a lot of these social social media sites. But we, we primarily are platforms, um, but we're primary really on on podcasting, 
we do a little bit of YouTube, but YouTube usually is just, we want to capture the YouTube audience. So it's just our audio from our podcast on YouTube as videos, but they're just literally the audio. There's no video that goes along with it. Well, for a uh, while, we, we did for a solid two years of video. Right. We did a po video podcast in addition to the audio. Well, and we, start, we started as a video podcast. I mean, that's where we started was a video podcast. And then we moved over to an audio because, A, we started you know moving in our jobs. So it was harder to get together, find right. a spot to do a video podcast. So it was more difficult. Um, and then the other part of it was is that we started working for other parts. So it was harder to get together to do a video, you know, lives right. and all stuff. So we switched over to an audio. And we actually found, I feel, a, a larger audience with our audio than our video. Yeah, I mean, and then you look at, like, the the godfathers of podcasting, right? You look mm -hmm. at those guys, the Adam Carollas, the Joe Rogans, and all that. Um, they have the lion's share of the market right now, considering the world is in this kind of quarantine zone. So, like, now my understanding is that Joe Rogan's moving off of YouTube, and he's going to Spotify. And, like, they're giving him, like, this crazy deal where he's still in charge of his own stuff, but... Like, you could only get his stuff through Spotify. Right, which is a big move for a lot of podcasters, actually. And and I believe, um, I'd have to look at it more closely, but I believe that we, we, are, we are on Spotify or we can get on Spotify or something. I have to look at it. But, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of options. In it, and it's, it's you know, whatever device you're listening to or ser service you're listening to, there's a lot of really good content out there. But it's it's just a different market for a podcasting versus a, a video pod a video group because we yeah. used to do mini ads and stuff too and we just we just don't anymore and yeah my, i mean my we daughter, gotta get off that my daughter is totally of this thing and, and i and i yeah. and you know it's she's nine now pretty mm -hmm. soon you know and i'm thinking well it can't just be her and right. when i noticed that like a lot of her friends are also doing the same thing so this is as much as we may not like it this is the direction things are going in and it's interesting because your daughter's just a little bit younger than my kids. And is she creating content or is she just watching? Oh, yeah. Watching? She's creating and watching. So she's – she's, like I said, it's somehow – She's both ends. Yeah, somehow she's, she's – she understands it. Right. Yeah, my kids are definitely consumers of it, but they don't really create content. Yeah, no, no. She definitely creates content. And she does a lot of like staging for her content also, which I think is great. Uh, oh, very yeah. creative stuff. Um, yeah. It's it's just blows my mind to the number because like to me like TikTok, I think before it used to be called Musically, uh, okay. and then it then it became TikTok. Mm -hmm. um, like I didn't understand the niche that it was appealing to, but man, it has taken off. It really, it really has. And again, we try to get in on the ground floor of that, but unfortunately, again, because it's video content, it's not easy to to get in on that. No, yeah. So, so that, very cool stuff. that pretty much uh, was my uh, my educational part <laughs> of, it, of Father's Day weekend. Yeah, I say for me, the educational part was really understanding. I mean, you you. It's it's an interesting dynamic because you have you have two kids or I have two kids or be general you have two kids and you know they have things in common obviously they're genetic things that they have in common but you try and find the balance between what they like to do as individuals spend that time individually with them and then also 
group activities you can kind of all do together. Um, so that was kind of the dynamic I had to kind of run through because my daughter, very nerdy, loves a lot of nerd stuff, but she's a very active person. She's an athletic type. I'm not an athletic type at all. So finding athletic things to, for her to do, especially now, is very difficult. My son, he does exercise. He's physical, but he would he's a lot, more, a lot more intellectual in that he likes his brain to be stimulated. He likes things to think about, to analyze through puzzles. So it was very difficult to find a balance for both of them. So I ended up finding the balance of something they both could do together and you know have family time we, we played a lot of board games and card games and you know things like that which is cool but that doesn't take a lot of time. I was working a lot um but one of the things that we all could do that really kind of made work was we actually role played um and i created a whole little role play thing using a very very basic system called mutants and masterminds very very basic d20 system nothing complicated about it really um a lot of well, this is the, how the power works. You can figure out the rest yourself kind of deal. So it leaves you a lot of opening. Um, but we played that like almost every day, at least for a little bit. And you, I really got to see kind of their dynamics. And my daughter is very, and it's interesting because, you know, you had to choose a character. So my daughter be, it was this um, kind of steampunk guy. She played a guy. Um, steampunk guy who was all into technology and loved building gadgets. My son played a a uh, basically he played a, a a magician sort of where he basically could enchant mystical items or he enchant everyday items with spells and enchantments and then move those items from other other items. So you have a hammer that floats, you can then move that floating ability to a staff or a cat or whatever. So he has his was all weird and complicated of how it worked, um, and the wife who also joined in um, played a cop, and basically her her role in the role play was she was kind of the you two have to listen to me kind of thing so that they didn't fight amongst each other to make decisions because mm -hmm. my son very overpowering in scenarios my daughter is kind of more laid back um, she just doesn't take the initiative a lot of times she just lets others do it and then she just kind of sits back and has her little moments um so it was very interesting to watch that dynamic come out and role play and again keep them both entertained have a good time with them interact with them um because there's other things like my son now this week is just me and my son and me and my son are all about magic the gathering the card game so we've literally been playing that non-stop like, any free moment I have, we're playing Magic together. That's just literally what we do. Um, so it's, it's a very different dynamic where my daughter could care less about that. So it's, it's kind of, it was a kind of interesting lesson to learn that, again, as they keep getting older and things change, um, to kind of see how the dynamic between the two of them, the interaction with them and me kind of works out. So it was, it was a lot of fun. We had a great time. But it was just very interesting to kind of see that. So Yeah, it's... It it's come a long way, like uh, kind of like the movie uh, Grown Ups, where you could just get your kids out into the woods and just let them be kids. It's definitely changed. As, I mean, it's changed for, for me and my daughter. I mean, my daughter, at one point in time, we, we would always be outdoors, right? And oh, yeah. It's just, uh, it's kind of hot out there. Like, you want to go to the pool? Maybe. But first, let me check out what's on TikTok. 
you know it's well it's, that yeah, yeah and that's the thing with my kids too the weather the weather was a disaster and and did not play nice nicely with us at all um it was either pouring rain or just hotter than poop i mean it was like why this is not a good summer no no it hasn't been a good start to the summer i agree yeah we had a storm over here and thankfully where i live i could watch it and not have to worry mm-hmm. about like something coming through like my window or through the roof or or right. flooding. You know, I don't have to worry about that where I live. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but then but then of course you know other things had happened. I like to include in our audience and all this. Oh sure. <clears throat> those are, those of you who don't have kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of people. Uh, I for one have been following this for years now. The whole uh, fallout of the. Uh, release the Snyder Cut movement. Yes. Release the Snyder and, Cut, that it actually existed. Yes, it actually existed, and it turns out that um, that people really want to see this. Uh, and I guess it all came to fruition one day when... Um, and I got the email about this watch party where Zack Snyder was having a, an online watch party for Man of Steel. And... Henry Cavill crashed it. And, That's and, fantastic. And that is, all, in of itself, that to me would be the highlight of that. Had I joined, I probably would have lost my, my I would have lost all composure. Because um, he's just composure like, now, or you're not even there. Yeah, he's just like he's, he, he just shows up. He's like, hey guys, everybody, and it's like, oh my gosh, it's Henry Cavill, and he watches the movie with them, I guess, and uh, they had a Q and A session, and of course. Everyone's asking the typical questions of Zach and and of Henry, <clears throat> and uh, one lady decides to be bold and was like, "Hey, are you going to ever release the Snyder cut version of your of Justice League?" And he and you hear Zach kind of like, "Well, should I tell him, Henry?" And he's like, "Yeah, why not?" And he goes, "It's happening. I'm releasing it." And everyone just lost their cool in this like this Q and A session. That's and, insane. Yeah, and that's great. Yeah, and, and HBO Max apparently like they finally like did the whole official press junket where they admitted of giving Zach like thirty million dollars to finish the movie the way he wants it. And guess right. what? The little little photos that he's been releasing are insane, but they dropped a teaser trailer this past weekend. They did. They did. And, yeah. and, 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 because I'm always a hot step behind everything, um, is, uh, I haven't watched the teaser trailer yet. So I have it queued up to, to watch Quasi Live with, uh, oh, and we are going to, are we, yeah, uh, Quasi Live. Um, we are going to do, by the way, on a whole other topic, because I'm staring at his beautiful visage right now. And I know a few of our uh, followers have commented already, but we're going to definitely post it on our social media, probably with our next uh, mini ad for our new con- uh, for this episode. Um, if you haven't seen it already, but uh, definitely look for it. The uh, uh, Ernie as a bearded uh, Santa Claus over here or right. a, a balding Hagrid. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna post a little mini poll on that one. If you haven't seen it, make sure you you vote on that poll. And uh, yes. do you love the beard or do you not love the beard? So that that's coming your way here. But um, 
release the Snyder Cut HBO Max are the taglines for this. Um, and it is coming next year. It talks about here, 2021. Correct. Correct. Which is interesting. So we, we're, we're going to play and comment through it because that's how we roll. So it opens up with uh, Wonder Woman here with the torch, very uh, Raiders of the Last Lost Ark kind of thing here. So it starts out, and she's looking at a picture of what is uh, that is um, the other Thanos, the non-Thanos Thanos, Dark Side. That she's staring at the picture here, and she sees the burning. This is the war scene that we saw in the movie, but a different view of it, right? This is the front view. So uh, Wednesday, May twentieth. Yeah. He hosted a watch party. Okay, this is what you were talking about. And Henry Cavill joined. This is literally what you were just talking about. Let me see. Right. Is this? All right, wait, hold on. This one. All right, where's the actual teaser trailer, you sons of monkeys? Really? Well, that wasn't it. What the? <laughs> f I am so irritated, but. Okay, so I have to talk about this because this is the problem I have um, with YouTube. I don't need a, a dissertation on the trailer that I'm about to see anyways. Just show me the trailer, a few comments after, and move on with my life. All right, I found the real one. Hold on. You found the real one. Okay. This one's from HBO Max itself. It literally just just told the story you just told in video. All right, so we're back again. Same scene, opening up with Raiders of the Lost Star nonsense. And you see uh, Dark Side. I think Thanos is still a cooler name than Dark Side. Dark Side may be a cooler character, but Thanos is a better name. I'm just saying, if we're doing comparison. All right, you see him coming up on the fire scene here. The war, I'm assuming him landing. I'm assuming that's what that was. So that all we get? That's there, it. There is dialogue to it. It's essentially uh, Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor uh, having a monologue. Um, it's very creepy the way he, he delivers did. the monologue. Um, to give people a visual, um, the way the way it kind of opens up, you see Diana Prince, aka Wonder Woman. She's in a cave. And she's holding a torch. Mm -hmm. And when she looks at this wall, there's a fresco painted to it. And the way the fresco is painted, Ooh, painted that's, in, that's nice, Ernie. Fresco. Yeah. Very it's, uh, well done. It's it's in the uh, same style as like old ancient Greek. It's like a lot of golds uh, and like mm -hmm. Greek lettering around it. Um, and kind of like the way they portrayed their old gods you know it's always like a like a visual like this is this is them from the front this is how powerful they are here's the symbols that are associated with them and you and jesse eisenberg's speech i don't know if you can listen to it or not mm -hmm. yeah it's creepy and it kind of reminds me at that end scene in um in the movie BBS. Where he kind of we have BVS where he's kind of like it's coming. Yeah, the bell has been rung. Right. You can't. Um, yeah. Yeah. They yeah, cannot... and it, it, yeah, 
Yeah, and I think that's kind of cool that, again, and I know there's a lot of hate towards that character, but I think with this piece, with this teaser trailer, which for what it was, I feel a little disappointed by it. It's like, really? That's all you're giving us? Like 30 seconds? Well, you also get to see, it kind of flashes to, like, an image that's in Diana's mind of, like, when Darkseid first came to Earth to to conquer it. Because that was the original storyline, and he was stopped by the inhabitants of the planet. It was a combination of the Atlanteans, the Amazons, the Old Gods, uh, Man, and the Lanterns. Mm Mm-hmm. They all like basic, basically came after him. Now he wasn't Dark Side at that point. He was pre Dark Side before he discovered the anti life equation. And I want to say his name was Uxmas or Umas. It's like a weird. It's a weird name. Not that Dark Side is any less strange, but yeah, go on. it's also it's also misspelled. Dark Side's misspelled. It's all. It, it looks like it should be pronounced Dark Seed. Yes, but it's not. No. It's like S E I D, I think, if I'm not mistaken. But but the way he stand, the way he's painted in that in that uh, in that mural in that fresco, um, it's kind of like the cover art that of a book that I purchased a few years back of Absolute Final Crisis, where he's standing there, <laughs> you know, Absolute Final. So there's no other final. This is the final this, final. Not doing any more. This was like, look, this is like the end of it. This was, and that, and that book, and that story is insane. If you want to read through it, so many heroes are dying, and like the way everything comes, everything arcs to an end, it's just insane. Um, but he's standing there with his arms crossed, and you can see the omegas on his hands. Mm. Kind of similar to the pose that you saw in, in that fresco. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha. So Zach kind of tapping in from all this, all this uh, stuff that happened in, in the actual comics and sure. bringing it live. Source material, shocking. Yeah. Well, and for the ultimate nerd or even a slight nerd who read who's read a comic once in their day, you know, um, it really is about taking at least something from the source material and making it a thing. Well, I've also saw like an increase over this past week, people going back and watching the original Man of Steel, and I still argue that movie still holds up as one of the better comic book movies that's been released in the past like thirteen years. Right, right. No, absolutely. And uh, they always go back to uh, like uh, you know his relationship with uh, with Joe Kent, you know. Is his father? What do you mean? Uh, yeah. And that's an interesting, and it's an interesting piece because you look at the dynamics and those classical stories that come up with this stuff. You know, I mean, you, you, I mean, let's not fool ourselves here. A lot of this comes from ancient Greek legends, ancient this legends, ancient that legends. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, There's a lot of, yeah. I mean, it's it's classical stuff, mm-hmm. so. It, it it definitely makes for an interesting story in general, but it definitely makes um, people kind of want to look back at some of those stories and see what else there is um, to to see, which is kind of cool too. Because a lot of stuff comes from modern day, comes from a lot of those old stories, and if people look into it all, which some people do, 
they can find those classic stories and just kind of redo them in a new way or just enjoy them for what they are, you know, and, and you see the line. Um, I mean, I love the Amazon idea, which is something that's very unique to DC, which is very Greek, you know, very, very much of that world. I mean, the Atlanteans, you know, they, they really just exist in DC and that kind. I mean, you have um, the stupid version that Marvel has for that, but, uh, you know, the Atlanteans and that whole royalty and all that, I mean... I played in a role-play game, and there were Atlanteans, and they were really modeled after the Aquaman experience of Atlanteans. A little more magical, but same idea. Um, so it's really kind of a cool thing that they take a lot of classical stories. I think Marvel sounds takes a little bit more modern view on their stories, like modern fairy tales, if you will, almost, where DC definitely takes classical stylings and, and kind of pushes that through a lot of their stuff, which is cool. Again, they're different and equal in, in what they can do. It's just a matter of your preference at that point, you know? Yeah, the, the the other side of that is that when you look at some of the Marvel movies themselves, like, for me... Which I, I have been the, watching the last couple of uh, days, actually. We, we were binging them, ironically. Um, I, I would like to say, like, the last two movies, Infinity War and um, Endgame, like, as a whole... How do I put this? I found parts of the movie more enjoyable than the holes of the movie, if that makes any sense. In, yeah. In, in Infinity War, for me, uh, the best parts of the of that movie was, um, you know, Captain America coming back to the fight, like get this mm. man, you know, a shield. You know what I mean? That type of stuff. Right. That to me well, was and one of the was better than all the other subtext. Like, I get it, like, Vision getting rocked, you know, by the children of mm -hmm. Thanos, um, you know, a Hulk. Really, that movie, to me, was like an indictment of, hey, if you're a fan of the Hulk, Thor, uh, Iron Man, or any of these characters, you're not going to like the movie. Oh, well, yeah, I, I mean, for me, like, this, and, and then when you look at Endgame, where they essentially like are, are basically telling us as fans, like, look, these guys are, are not coming back. As much as you like them, they're not coming back the way you like them. Like, uh, I think the next Thor movie is really going to be about Natalie Portman becoming Thor. Um, the, yeah. You know, uh, uh, the next uh, Spider-Man movie, um, you know, it's going to be about, um, about him, you know, crossing over into this multiverse right where he's gonna have like multiple spider-men which i think everybody's dying to see i mean that's the best thing that marvel has done with spider-man ever is people who who read those comics the the multiverse comics i felt the best part of them was the multiple spider-men and the comics that came out of that the story itself was stupid but the the characters were awesome I mean, yeah. a female it's, spider character or two or three or four. I mean, characters that are just wackadoo and just fun. You know, the noir version and the, the, the this version and that. I mean, it was all really, really cool and a lot of fun and a lot of new stories that could be done with it. So I feel from that perspective, and Miles Morales, I mean, he's going to basically be the star of his own video game now. You know, the second Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2, quote-unquote, which isn't really Spider-Man 2 at this point. It's basically the Miles Morales Spider-Man with Spider-Man. Uh, sure. With new, new and different villains, or new, 
different villains, but not new. You, you know yeah. all of them. They're just and, new and my understanding is Miles Morales is going to have another animated movie, except he's going to be slightly older. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, which is again, which is a great direction to go in. I think it's a cool for the character diversify a little bit, make it kind of the point. But it, and there's definitely things there that I don't know if the audience will get tired of it. Yeah, because, there's also, but the the more the more exciting projects to me are going to be the shows, right? Mm-hmm. Like my understanding, like uh, like uh, what was it uh, WandaVision Soldier, and WandaVision, Captain uh, Captain America and Winter Soldier. Uh, no, it's Winter Soldier and Falcon. Winter Soldier yeah. and Falcon, right? Yeah. Um, but he, but Falcon is now Captain America. Yeah. And right. they already tease like what he's gonna look like, and it's kind of like, all right, I have to see it because to me, of all those characters, like like literally, they made the secondary characters more important than the primary characters, and that's what happened in Infinity War, right? Well, to be fair. That, again, I feel goes back to the sad but true that the primary characters are going to be – or are being phased out for the secondary characters because the secondary characters are, A, younger actors, cheaper actors, let's not fool ourselves, and also they're going to be, you know, the next generation. Right. Well, there's also the, the, that's, uh, that's the of the Galaxy or some nonsense like that. That's supposedly in the works. Um, They're trying to expand yeah. the universe with the with the what do they call it sword instead of shield, the sword yeah. implementation teaser. They're trying to make it larger, and they're making. And I think one of the mistakes they made is making the uh, the Kree good guys, or the yeah no scroll whatever it was you know scrolls what I mean. scrolls making them the good guys. Yeah, because you're never gonna have super scroll at that point unless you say well these are just some of the scrolls. There's other scrolls. Well, to okay. me, I thought the best version of the scrolls was in Dark Phoenix, but that's just my opinion. You know, if you but watch, they didn't name Dark, them, did they? No, they never named them. They never gave them a name. But they were just much... they were just aliens that could like assume your the DNA of whoever they want. It's basically scrolls. It's basically scrolls. So, um, but yeah, but Dark Phoenix, I I thought was was probably on par. Unfortunately, like the the internet outrage against that movie like prevented it from like being spoken in the same breath as the other movies that came out during that same time. Right. Right. And, and, and it is what it is. I haven't, I actually have not watched it. You know what? Oh. I did try to watch it. Yeah, I, I haven't. I just, it's on the list. I just have to figure out where to watch it. That too. Um, what I did watch recently is um, John Wick. Which one? One. Okay. Got- start at the beginning you got to start at the beginning yeah unfortunately the only place i could find to watch it was on regular tv with commercials no that that didn't ruin it commercials are fine like i watched um the first spider-man movie this last week with commercials it was fine um wasn't that big a deal because if you watch it on the app not on real tv but if you watch it on the apps or through through your through hbo go or whatever there's ad there's ads they're like 10, 15 seconds long, so they're a lot shorter than regular, so it's fine, whatever, I'm not going to worry about it. What would really suck for John Wick, unfortunately, is that because it was on, like, FX or something, mm-hmm. they cut out all of the swearing. Oh, which... so you didn't watch it on FXXX. Right, right, right. Yeah. So and it was the only place I could find is I recorded it and watched it. Unfortunately, okay. for a movie like that, 
swearing is not something that I'm into. I don't care about swearing. The I problem mean, with the problem with John Wick. Go on. Every other word is a swear. Yes, the dialogue starts to get really choppy and ridiculous because they're bleeping every other word out. So it becomes very distracting, like a very bad dub, when every sentence or two they're trying to swear but can't. So you're losing a lot of the dialogue, and it doesn't make any sense. So I only got like three-fourths through the movie, and I'm like, I'm not really sure I'm into this because of that. But on top of that, it's a lot of just gunplay and action scenes, and I'm not sure I'm enjoying the plot as much as I was supposed to. I don't get it. I'm feeling like I'm missing watch, out on something. I believe if you watch the the uh, the non like bleeped out version of it, I think I'm gonna give it a second go. Yeah, I mean I'm gonna give harder? it a second go without without the the bleeps because John Wick three is available now on HBO Go and a couple other platforms. Yeah, so you can yeah. Get, watch it. But I'm not gonna watch three without watching two and one, even if it's not exactly linear. It's quasi linear. I'm assuming. Well, in one, you're getting the introduction to who John Wick is. Unfortunately, uh, you know, you're not getting the whole, the full effect. It, it, it would be like, it would be like me now telling you to watch the PG-13 version of Deadpool if you've never seen Deadpool. Right. It's cute, but it's not like, wow, this is. It's awesome. like, why is this a phenomenon? Why yeah. is someone talking about this? Right. Exactly. Yeah. So with John Wick, like you got to watch the full thing. You got to watch. You got to watch it. Um. But yeah, it's uh to me um. I'm trying to think, Artemis. I did watch Artemis Fowl when it dropped. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, as far as adaptions go, it they did well. Now, did you did you um read the books? I was gonna ask. I re- I read one of the books a long time ago. Um, and I, and it, it was like when they came out with the, like the whole, well, we're going to, you know, Disney's coming out with an Artemis Fowl. And I'm like, that sounds vaguely familiar. I think I've read that. Right. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as I, as soon as I saw the description, I'm like, now I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the biggest thing too is, um, my wife watched or read all the books, huge, huge Artemis Fowl fan. Her biggest complaint, as and she, you know, she's not a big complainer like this, but she she did say the biggest complaint she had was what a lot of people with these types of things do, which is it was a good it was a good introduction to it. Unfortunately, they cut characters out that were kind of crucial. They shoved characters in too early that shouldn't have been there. Changed some of the major plot stories around. But overall, wasn't bad for what it was, and she did enjoy it. No, it was the well sh- done. I mean, yeah. anyone challenge. who hasn't read the book would, yeah, would enjoy, would enjoy it. it. Yeah, I think that's a piece of Well, and that's the other part of it, too. There's two audiences to consider. People who haven't read the book and don't give two twits. People who have read the books, but you don't want to say, this is that Artemis Fowl. This is, should be more like, this is a version of that story. But you also have to consider the fact... That if it doesn't do well, you ain't doing a sequel. You better get as much of a complete story in as you can in one movie just in case you never make a sequel to it. I mean, we've had that problem happen with movies where it's a great movie. It's 
by the book numbers, it's perfectly to the book. But unfortunately, because of how the book ends, and because there's a, you know, a a, a, a cliffhanger that's huge, and they never make the movies, you're kind of left hanging for the rest of your life, and it makes the movie not as popular because there's a huge cliffhanger. Then, so I think that's part of it especially for Artemis Fowl, from what I understand, is that there is a big cliffhanger from the first book to the second. And if you don't do what they did, it wouldn't be able to be a movie on its own. So I think that's partly why they did what they did. I mean, it's well, like if you watch back, remember Black, Black Cauldron? Yes. Okay, I don't know if you ever read the series of books that that was based on. I may have, but it had been so oh, long I mean, ago. Yeah, yeah it have been like 60, 70 years. Right. Um, you're welcome. Um, but I read that book series, and when that movie came out, I was like, "Yes, I hope they're gonna do it right." And they did it great. The movie was really true to this book, really true. Yes. That's the problem that you get, right? It's like they left on a cliffhanger. And they never made. There's like six books in that series. They well, never. And that was the, the story he had. That was the last time Disney made an animated movie in the old Disney style. Where they basically stayed loyal, mm -hmm. so loyal that it was almost like a shot for shot from the book. And Which was perfect. Of, and, but the people who really enjoyed the books really loved that movie. However, overall, as a moneymaker, that's what sunk the original Disney animation. It actually like set them back like four years. After that, I think the next outing was what? Um, Little Mermaid? Mm-hmm. They basically said, look, it didn't work. We have to stop making animated movies this way. And that's when they came back strong with Little Mermaid and that perpetuated. That's why – that's how I look at Marvel. Like they did a movie mm -hmm. that wasn't so good. I think it was – I think it was uh, The Punisher. And then they came back with Blade with Wesley Snipes, and that was the game changer. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, what? And you could tell, like now, the, the Punisher, where the played. guy doesn't talk. Which one is that? Punisher. That's the second one, right? Because they did two Punisher movies. One with they did one with Dolph Lundgren and Louis Gossett Jr., which mm -hmm. was popular because of the star cachet. But the story itself is so forgettable, and it wasn't true to the source. They made the Punisher redeemable. And the Punisher, the Punisher's not redeemable. No. No. Um, but then they made the second one where he didn't talk, like, at all. Yeah, that that's uh, War... Well, no, I think... No, that one was the last one, the last Punisher they did. That was Warzone. Yeah, and that one was good, even though they're like, well, he never talks. Well, he's the Punisher. He doesn't really need to talk. He's not Spider-Man. Yeah, he, he doesn't, doesn't need a grand, grandiose entrance. He doesn't monologue. You, mm -mm. When he first made his appearance in comics, he barely said anything. He was pretty much to the point. He was like, as another person said, a weather system. He came in, messed stuff up, and then he's gone. Right. You know, he would fight like a daredevil or a Spider-Man. or You know, he would fight like those type of villain, uh, heroes. Right. Um, but he never fought like any of the of the big heavies. Like you never saw like Punisher versus Hulk until much later. Right? Mm-hmm. So 
but yeah, but like, uh, like I, I still would say that I know they're redoing Blade, which I think is great. And they're taking the dude from Alita Battle Angel as being the new Blade. Um, Who's that? Uh, the actor that was in Alita Battle Angel. I don't know who that would be off the top of my head. I can't remember the actor's name, but he was also in Luke Cage. He was uh, he was the bad guy in Luke Cage. Hmm. I'll look that up. But yeah, but they're redoing Blade, and uh, I know a lot of people were down on it because it doesn't involve Wesley Snipes, but Wesley Snipes... Well, actually... yeah, that was originally what it was supposed to be was... Uh, oh, um, yeah, I know him. Um, Mr. Ali. Yeah. Yeah, he. It, it, yeah, he's. I can't pronounce his first name, so I'm not gonna try yeah, not gonna it either. Right? Yeah. M a h e r s h a l a f. Like a good fit for that. Wasn't he in a Marvel movie somewhere? He looks familiar. I yeah, he was too. the he was the bad guy in Luke Cage. He was Cottonmouth. No. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I, I Marvel movie, not show. But yeah, yeah, yeah. He was Cottonmouth, and and he did well in that role. Um, yeah. He's, uh, I mean, he's still, he, oh, he's also in uh, Green Book, too. Yes. Okay. Yeah, 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 I mean, I see, I can see him doing that. Again, if if you have, again, it comes down to, yeah, does he look the part? Fine, great, whatever. But can you be the character? You know what I'm saying? Right, and doing the, doing the shot had, for You're shot asking chops like, what make it. Like, for me, going back to Artemis Fowl, I'm like, all right, they're trying to make a movie version of Artemis Fowl. They're not really trying to bring the books to life. Not like a Harry Potter. And Right, because that's an endeavor, and you better have the funding to back for multiple movies. Because right. if you don't do multiple movies, you're not going to get the whole story, and people are going to be pissed off. Right, and I think I think they did a good job with this in doing, uh, you know, bringing on Kenneth Branagh. I think mm -hmm. that's his name. Uh, to yeah, do that story, um, I think he I think he did a faithful telling of it. I thought I was entertained by it. It took me two tries to get through, though. To be fair, okay. Particular uh, reason or just timing? It was just I don't know. There were some points when I realized that it kind of got a little too much exposition in it. A lot of exposition, which of course of is a problem if you're trying to dump three books or whatever it is into one movie. Yeah, so I was like, there were some points that I kind of like dozed off and like thought I was someplace else, so to speak. Um, didn't really keep my attention to 100%. But the second time I watched it, it, it was a good movie. And I watched it with my daughter, and she enjoyed it. I mean, she didn't know who Artemis Fowl was, and she had no inkling on seeing it until like she started watching it and saw how cool it was. Like for her as a kid, right. like it basically kept her attention the entire time. Which is good. Well, and she's not really a kid kid anymore. She's in that, that sweet spot of e either they enjoy it and they like it or they don't. And if they say they don't like it, they don't like it. Right. So. Yeah. Uh, so so that. But then, like, uh, you know, you go and you see what's on the slate coming up for movies. And it's kind of weird, right? Because they still haven't opened up the movie theaters yet. And they're talking about putting more stuff just available online. For people to stream. So I heard that they pushed Wonder Woman out to October. 
um, they pushed. They were supposed to push. Or, or Artemis Fowl was supposed to be out in like Christmas, I thought, or something like that. Like really late in the year, and then they pushed it forward so far. Um, and then there was um, oh the last. I mean, this is not a new movie, but Pirates of the Caribbean. They were gaining the rights to the last, the fourth movie, which I I really liked a lot of that movie. The fourth one was actually really good, um, and they pushed that forward to July. It was supposed to be also like Christmas. So a lot of Disney is pushing their stuff forward, like um, Onward, for example. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one was, that was, that was one of those decisions where they were like, look, do we hold off on releasing it? Is it that good that we need to hold out? And they were like, uh, we could probably release it and make some money on, you know, Blu-ray sales, you know? Yeah, yeah, and I think that was a good choice. And again, I think by the numbers, I think they did end up going – and making a, a good viewing out of it as much as you can with this current scenario, you know? I think yeah. you really they, – they did as the best they could with what they had um, given the current situation. Well, they saw what Trolls World Tour did, completely digital, mm-hmm. and how that did better than uh, normal box offices. Yeah, no, Absolutely. You know, people were buying the digital copies of that movie like crazy. Oh yeah, no, absolutely uh, insane, and it was it was great because it proves the model works, and it proves that people are a fan of it. Downside, theaters may not be as important anymore. I mean, yeah, they're gonna still stick with the whole like social aspect, making it an event, that type of stuff. But if I like something. Do I want to spend, you know, nineteen ninety nine or twenty four ninety five to own it, or do I want to spend forty five dollars to go see it in the movie theater? Yeah, and that's the thing. How much money do you want to spend? You know, and that's that's really where it goes kind of crazy. Yeah, I. I I think uh, I think that's gonna change these things, these upcoming like superhero movies, like like Wonder Woman. As much as I would like to see them release that digitally, I think if they release it in the movies, once we get the okay, I think that's gonna break records. I think, think Wonder so. Woman eighty four is gonna break records. See, and I'm not. The problem is, is that the longer you keep pushing it out, it's not like you're building up anticipation; it's you're losing people's memory of it. I, th- I think the biggest issue is for me. I don't. I, they they better get some better trailers for that sh- this stuff because the trailer for eighty four for me. I just don't care about the story they're presenting. I just well, we I don't just, know what the story is. Well, that's the thing. I'm I have no interest based on that trailer in the movie whatsoever. What for based me, on I, what they show me, I I, I don't care. Like, give me something, because if that's your villain, and that's what she's doing, and he comes back, I'm like, well, what was the point of the last movie? I don't, I don't, uh, and I'm not feeling it, man. And that's the two chains of thought, right? Right. Like, even though this is called One Woman 84, it's, are they approaching it as a sequel, or are they approaching it as, hey, this is another story, kind of like a comic book? Right? Like, back in the days, you'd get a comic book, you got one story in that comic. Yeah, these days you get, like, a one-tenth of a story in a comic, you need to buy ten other comics to finish the story. 
exactly. The novel comes out for fifty bucks. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. but back in the day, in the good old days, you get a full story. Yeah. Maybe you, occasionally you get a to be continued serial every once in a while, but for the most part, it was a comic, a story, a story in a comic. Yeah. You got. You had like everything was bam, 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 quick, quick, quick. You know, setup, delivery, ending. Right. Mm-hmm. So. It was uh so like that. That's where I'm curious about. But I really think that Wonder Woman '84 will will break some records. I think mm-hmm. it will, because um, the first one was just phenomenal. I thought that was so well done. There's really nothing. The only thing I wish they they showed more of was the the actual battle with the Amazons, like the Amazons fighting more. That would be it. And we got kind of a taste of that. Mm-hmm. In- League, um, yeah. Aquaman, Aquaman two is gonna be obscene. It's gonna be crazy because that first one, once again, hit it out of the park. Um, yeah. I think I think Shazam part two, Black Adam. I think that's gonna I, be well, great. Th- that's gonna be great for for a whole different reason. That's gonna be great because you're finally getting everybody's favorite superhero into a villain role. Yeah. I mean, let's let's not fool ourselves. You know that is that is why that's exciting. It's not because it's part two of a good movie, which I haven't seen yet, which I'm planning to see sometime this week. Oh, um, gosh, I know. I'm. I'm. I, as I said, I, hey, I brought it up. I'm clear with it. Um, I I am behind on stuff. I I am, and I I'm I'm okay with that because that's what it is. You know, I have to be okay with myself. <laughs> uh, at the end of the day, because no one else is going to be. And uh, I remember in our last discussion, I was telling you there was one movie where essentially the 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 uh, the end credit scene was better than anything in the movie. It was Venom. Mm. When Eddie Brock like, goes to visit Cletus I, in jail, and he says it's going to be carnage, and you're like, oh my gosh, he said the word. Carnage on screen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the thing I, I I loved about that movie, and I think my favorite part of the Venom movie was his relationship with Venom. That was it. I mean, the action was fine. It was okay. It was a little dated. It, the storyline was meh. It was an intro story, whatever. But I love the way the duality of the characters together and as one. That was my favorite part. That's what well, I enjoyed was well, that relationship between the two of them. Well, that's, that's it. <laughs> my understanding that it, the Venom was supposed to be a horror movie, like the superhero horror movie, like mashup, right? And yeah, there were some elements that were kind of horrific, right? Like essentially these people being somewhat zombies, like you know they you see the bones sticking out of them, and like the symbiote would heal them up. Um, that was yeah. kind of gruesome, them biting heads off of people. Like, it was pretty gruesome, right? It was, it was gruesome, but I wouldn't call it straight the horror movie, because if that's what a horror movie is, then I'm well, really that kind was of what saddened were, by the whole thing. <laughs> well, that was what they were touting this as. They were like, look, we've already done the superhero bank heist, right? Mm-hmm. That was Ant-Man. We've already done the superhero political spy thriller. That was Captain America Winter Soldier. Like, Which those was very were, good. I watched it again recently. It still holds up. Oh my gosh, that's still one of the best. Yeah, right? Winter yeah, Soldier. I, you forget it because it's not one that you're like, oh, let me go watch Winter Soldier because you really got to watch that one. You can't just kind of put it in the background. You know, it's like, yeah. 
Oh, this is really good. No, it, it grabs a hold of you, man, that movie. Yeah. yeah uh, no. And then, and then like, you have this. They're like, all right, we're going to go into horror now. Let's try Venom. And it kind of, to me, that kind of fell flat. It was, like I said, the coolest part to me in that movie was that end cut scene where he goes to meet Carnage. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was just amazing, right? Like, that mm-hmm. is right from the comics. Sad that you will never see Spider-Man in this. Yes. Sad. Completely you... sad. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I felt the same way about Dark Phoenix. I thought that was so well done. We won't ever see that group again. They said goodbye. Um, I'm trying to think. But now they're trying to go back to that. They're trying to find. I know Doc Strange 2 is going to be like their somewhat horror thriller type combination. Really? Is that what they're going with the Doc 2? I think so. Like psychological thriller. And okay, I know because with, I was going to say, from the title, I didn't feel like... I mean, if you're going to go for a psychological thriller kind of dark, that's not the title to go with. Well, they also <laughs> are going straight up horror with Mobius. Well, that makes more sense. I'm, yeah. I'm not I'm not excited at all to see that. Although Jared Leto, for his... He gets know, a movie of his own now, yay. Gosh, that poor not, guy. Not, oh, yeah, I feel bad for him, but I do not feel excited about Mobius. The only thing that would make Mobius exciting for, to me is if Spider-Man was in it. He'd have he's to. That's the thing. Mobius. Not that you have Blade. Why do you need Mobius? It, it's it's not needed. Nobody gives a shit about vampires anymore. We well, just that's don't. The whole, that's the whole dark. It, it's Marvel dark, right? And then, of course, somehow it it's has Marvel to come into... Um, to uh, Galactus somehow. And I'm like, I don't know how you're going to make all these characters. You, of course is that they the have next big bad? Or do you mean Galactus? Galactus is the next big bad in the Marvel Universe. Is that what they're saying? Yeah. That's stupid. And it's not going to be the cloud from Fantastic Four. No, no, no. It's going to be the good version, I'm sure. But yeah. I'm not sure I care about a Galactus. There's Who other does? big bads. Who does? Like, Galactus is... He's, He's neither good been. nor evil. He just exists. He's a leftover from the original, like, before the Big Bang. Yeah, I mean, at least with Thanos, you could feel for him. You kind of, I mean, that whole generation thing of, like, if you're old, you're kind of with Thanos. If you're young, you're like, you're a douche. <laughs> it, it was a very well-developed Why don't you just snap your fingers and double all the resources? That's That was the main argument. I'm like, all right, yeah, that's you, a you argument. Do, well, it, it worked that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, uh, but, 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 yeah. And they're but doing Adam here. Warlock. Yeah. Which is like, who cares? I mean, I don't know. I've, I've not really done too much with, with Adam Warlock. I mean, I think, I think the Beck's next big one, next big one should be in my personal mindset, is it should be um, like a Secret Wars or or Civil War Two with the, with the mutants versus superheroes. That'd be a perfect way of bringing X Men out. They're reboot, not gonna do it. Re- reboot X Men and do the mutant massacre. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something. Um, or like you said, Civil War reboot X Men Civil War. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, well, and it, it 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 could be something like all after all these things happened, now there's more things going on in the world, and you can literally start mutants, if you will, from scratch. Yeah, new mutants. 
which I heard is going to be a TV show, right? New Mutants. No, it was a movie, a horror movie, wasn't it? New Mutants. Yeah, I thought that was a horror movie. They right. they end up changing, scrapping, redoing, and God knows what. Yeah, yeah, that was supposed to be horror. Was New Mutants. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of strange because I think it kind of got I don't know if it's scrapped or put on indefinite hold or what, but it was. And then the craziest, the craziest rumor I've heard was that the la that the Joker movie, which which broke all sorts of records, right? Um, they want to do a part two, and I'm like, you can't do a part two for that movie. What are you gonna do? The Joaquin, he, they're bringing they. I'm like, even if you told Joaquin, you gave him the blank check, and you told him to live like Arthur Fleck as the Joker now. How how do you introduce Batman? Or do you make it just Joker and his rogues gallery? Like you make it Gotham? You know, and it's the villains before the hero? Right. Well, and I think you have a lot of storylines to take with that, but it have to be no, it doesn't have to be. It should be either something that leads up to the current version of the world and makes it one universe, ties it together. Right, or you go with the every movie's its own story, and it happens to kind of share the universe, but maybe not. And I'm fine with that too. Well, for that for that version, of make Joker, a choice. For make that version choice. of Joker, that's 1980s New York. Let's not kid ourselves. We're right? We're right. You would have to keep it in the same time frame because you can't have supercomputers. You can't mm -hmm. have cell phones. Because that ruins all your other storylines and plot lines, right? Mm -hmm. Modern convenience. So it'd have to be around that time frame. You can't introduce a Superman. That's just too much. That's like the the silver bullet that fixes everything. Mm -hmm. It have to be it have to be a, a Batman type hero, right? Oh well, yeah. You, you know what you could do? Go way off the rails and do Nightwing. Yeah, you could do. Yeah, you could do Nightwing, Dick mm -hmm. Grayson. Mm-hmm. Which would totally fuck up the timeline, but at this point they don't seem to care. Look, that movie watch made, out of a what 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 was the budget on that movie? Like ten, fifteen million for that movie? And you had Robert De Niro, <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix, and, and a whole bunch of other like Zazzy Beats. You know, mm -hmm. and they basically did it for nothing. And that thing did a billion dollars. If you make it in that style and you have a good story a good story then you can make anything work but you have to have the good story that's that's yeah. the key I that's mean, really the key to all of it and uh i don't know they and i'm like i think that cheapens it if you do a sequel to that movie i think if you want to do it justice i don't i don't know maybe you make an injustice gods among us and you throw that version of joker in it yeah no i mean maybe I don't know. There's a lot of there's a lot there's a lot of options. I mean, but, and, but for me, like uh, my understanding and the things that I've seen, this next Batman movie that's coming out with Robert Pattinson, mm -hmm. oh, I have my reservations again about it. Do you? I mean, all the 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 photos I've seen, it's like they lifted from the comics. I'm not against it. I'm not against it. Like the armor, the the really long pointy ears on the cowl. Mm. 
you know, it's he's a vampire bat. <laughs> you know, he's trying to he's trying to be like more psychologically like terrifying than actual terrifying, right? Well, it's, it's one of the versions of existed Batman. I think again, they're going to go for the these are just stories in this universe, and they don't really have a linear. They don't, don't have a to, connection. Yeah, don't, don't try have to connect this to Wonder Woman. Don't try to connect. And then I hear they're bringing Flash, but it's not Flash. It's Flashpoint. So Ezra's coming they back. Really going to do Flashpoint? They're doing Flashpoint. If they do Flashpoint, the only thing that can be advantageous to bringing Flashpoint is that they can then decide what the whole universe looks like and reboot everything. Well, here's the thing about this Flashpoint, and here's the rumor is that it's going to be Gal Gadot, Jason Momoa, and uh, 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 Morgan, the guy who played Thomas Wayne in BVS. Harry D. Morgan. Okay. You know, Negan from... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He will be Batman. He will be Thomas Wayne Batman in Flashpoint. Oh, okay. I, I can totally see that. I'm fine with that. That's, that would be great. That's Batman. what I heard. All right, that'd be that would be great because then you can restart everything, you can yep. reboot it, yep. and make it if this is what they're trying to do, and just reboot the whole unit, reboot the whole universe from scratch, in a sense. And you know what? If it is Flashpoint, oh my God, could you imagine? Who would, be I don't know who they would get as Thrawn, but for me, seeing Wonder Woman and Aquaman, Galvatron versus Jason Momoa, like fight it out to the death. Would be amazing to see on the screen. Yeah. Well, you know what? I I know they're never gonna do it, but I would kill to see Thrawn be played by the character who did it on the TV show. Oh, that guy! I know who you're talking about. Love that guy. Yeah, he that, is a fantastic actor. That's not gonna happen. Oh, it's never gonna happen. I know. Although I would they did love bring that. Ezra, they did they did put Grant and Ezra in the same room together. That was. Fantastic. That was literally the best thing the TV shows have ever, ever, ever done. Ever. I'm like, you know what? You know why it's all so messed up? And it doesn't make sense in time? Because they're all different realities, guys. That's yep. what we did. Suck it. I'm like, <laughs> okay, cool. You win. Point on your board. Good yep. job. You know? Okay. I'm, I'm fine with that. If you... Give me a – it's all multiple realities. That's why none of it makes any sense. That was the beauty awesome. of DC. That was and the beauty. You had perfect. Earth 22, Earth 91, you know, Earth 8. You perfect. know, it was all sorts of realities. But if, if – and if they continue with that model, I'm perfectly fine with it. But stick with something, for God's sake. Don't try to make it the same timeline if it's not. Yeah. And they, I – my 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 problem with the C the CW verse is the fact that I wish they would have kept going to ultimately lead to a Justice League. And they have a version of it; they just don't call it it. Yeah, Justice Society is what they're gonna what they're gonna be bringing to TV, which is to say. Well, to be fair, they can't really do Justice League because there's a movie, and they have to keep those things separate because uh, people get confused and people are silly. But for me, like. If you're going to give me Justice League, you got to give me the Legion of Doom, which is arguably way better than anything Marvel could come up with. The Legion of Doom, you get all the villains together, and essentially the Justice League is created to fight them. Amazing. That would be amazing if they could do that. 
I think that's going to happen in the in the CW verse, though. I think you're going to see the Justice Society versus the Legion of they, Doom. I'm fine with that. I'm fine but, with that. They can't do it in the movies. They might as well do it in the TV shows. You got to think about like who's on uh, who's in the Legion of Doom. Gorilla Garad. They already uh, have. Lex Luthor. They already have. Black Adam. Don't have. Black Manta. Don't have, which is a movie crossover. Yeah. Uh, but, well, Black Adam will be a movie crossover. Black uh, Manta will also be a movie I don't crossover. Know. Does the C- It'd does be hard. To get, to get The Rock to play Black Adam, which I think is amazing, but then to say, yeah, we're going to put you on the small screen, mm. what do you think that would do? I don't, I don't think – The Rock is so fun, I think he'd enjoy it. I don't think he'd care. You don't think he'd care to go on the C- – on the what what did Kevin Smith call the CW at one point? The, the shirtless boy network? <clears throat> hey, we don't have any problems with shirtless boys as long as they're superheroes. <laughs> You know, we're fine with the shirtless boys. That's what keeps the audience coming back, right? Hey, the Arrowverse paved the way for all this. I give credit, tip the hat, oh, you know. Definitely. Stephen Amell, he, you know, they, they have him to thank for all that. No, no, absolutely. Well, I think that's the cut line. We've yeah. gone over an hour. Start, wow. Thanks for us. <laughs> yeah, we've got an hour and 11 minutes total, but I think it'll be like an hour when we cut it down. But I definitely want to let our audience know that we, we appreciate all of them, wherever platform they're listening to us on. And because even we have to have our um, – we're going to get the tagline here for the Two Nerds and a Joke cut. If you will, Ernie, please give us a nice – Peace out. Peace out, everybody. We'll talk to you guys next time. And that's another episode of Two Nerds and a Joke. Follow Robert and Ernie on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and subscribe to their YouTube channel.